0: Hey everyone, this is Kim and Mark Holinski. Thank you for joining us.
1: Welcome to United, a Holinski's Hope-powered podcast focusing on student athletes.
0: We really wish we could be in a room with our student athletes, talking about their mental health and how important it is to their happiness and performance in their sport.
1: Since we can't do that right now with COVID-19, we are keeping true to our mission, working to raise awareness and ending the stigma attached to mental illness.
0: And so, We're embarking on a way we can still bring you our message of hope and support, a podcast dedicated to student-athletes and their mental wellness.
1: We've teamed up with some incredible mental health experts across the country and are honored to have Dr. Josie Nicholson, sports psychologist at Ole Miss, host these podcasts for us.
0: Dr. Nicholson will be using her passion for student-athlete mental health as a foundation driving the conversations that will be featured in these United podcasts.
1: Please follow Holinsky's Hope on Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook. And you can contact us via email at info at org. Always for Tyler.
0: And forever to three.
2: Welcome to United Conversations for Student Athletes. I'm your host, Dr. Josie Nicholson. This fall is going to look different than any other semester ever has. There's going to be challenges. There's going to be obstacles. I think it's going to be a constant game of how can we get everything we need to get done done in the best way possible while maintaining a high level of safety. There's going to be things that challenge us in different ways. And each of us is going to have to draw on inner resilience to overcome obstacles and to meet those challenges. And I know that we can. Today, we have Bruce Bugs, who is a licensed professional counselor and is the Assistant Director for Student-Athlete Mental Health at LSU, or Louisiana State University. Today, he's going to be talking about a variety of things that have challenged him in his life, in his journey to get to where he is now, and how he was able to draw on those inner strengths, giving us a lesson in how we can all do those same things. So, I'm excited to get going with today's conversation with Bruce Bugs. Hey, Bruce, welcome to United.
3: Thanks for having me, Josie.
0: Absolutely. Thanks for your time and coming on. And, uh, you know, I'm excited to have this conversation today.
3: Absolutely. I am too.
0: Yeah. So, how's it been going?
3: <laughs> Things have been going well. We've been uh, transitioning okay um, here at LSU. So, um, we just got the news that the schedule, the football schedules, were released yesterday. So I think the kids are excited about it, but also some kids aren't as excited because of the, you know, the, the, the delay on their season. So we we'll be tasked to do a little bit more uh, from our sports like department here.
0: Absolutely, I think there's going to be a lot of support needed, and I really really hope that student athletes recognize the. Benefit in seeking that support as well. And, uh, you know, almost <laughs> else LSU will see you last game of the season for sure. Right. <laughs> yeah. Absolutely. But, uh, you know, as you, as we talk about this, so here's the reason that, um, the thing that prompted me to reach out to you, um, was that you shared a post, and I'm so glad that we're connected. Social media is, is great for a lot of things and connecting um it is definitely the best part of it for me but you shared a post and I was like I needed to hear that right now so I wanted us to have some conversation around it because right now going into fall we all student-athletes that like all of us need to draw on our resilience and our strength because it can feel like we're just in a ring getting kicked in the gut, going in, out. So, um, so I'm gonna read your post. Is that okay? Sure,
3: absolutely.
0: Cool. Okay, so Bruce bugs. Here we go. Uh, the post says. Someone wise told me to keep my graduate school rejection letters as inspiration because no one was offering me anything. I had a weak GPA, low GRE scores, and only one program accepted me out of eight. It was the first letter I received that wasn't my first choice, and I had the nerve to think I could do better. I was destroyed after hearing the last no. But I believed mama when she said it was okay to cry and be mad, but that I needed to keep going. Then there's a heart, which I love. Like. <laughs> Take advantage of what seems to be all you're left with. You never know what you'll end up with. And Ian, look at you now. Like, sure. <laughs> you come a long way, right? And,
3: Absolutely.
0: So, so let's talk about this idea of when things just keep going wrong, how do you keep going and what you draw on?
3: You know, part of it was the, I always think about my why and why do I continue to, to keep going and do what I do. Um, it's definitely, you know, as as you get to know me more, I've, I've come from a family of and professionals, so It was always um, the love of of people and helping people. So any kind of way I can do that and and be be of service, I'll I'll do that. Rarely do I put stuff off, put people off. I'm always looking for solutions. And if I could look up anything to help in any kind of way on whatever platform or social media or in-person one-on-one, Uh, As long as I'm knowing I'm helping people, that's that's what keeps me going.
0: So knowing your why and your motivation, that it's to be of service to other people. Yes. So how do you find, because I think that a lot of people are looking for that, but man, when you can find that why, um, that motivator, it really can help you through difficult times because it's like, how am I going to keep going? Oh, right. Well, this is why. Um, And searching for that can be difficult. So what are some ways that, that you found kind of that thing?
3: Well, I think it's important to understand your your strengths and weaknesses in life. Um, Things you're good at, things you're not so good at. And, even with this this quarantine stuff i've been able to look at different weaknesses i've had uh are things i wanted to just build on with you know reading a lot more uh working out things that i didn't have time for before and um also just just doing some identity work some self-identity work um, i'm an ex-athlete um, definitely academics was something i wasn't uh, necessarily strong in but i didn't really apply myself as well um social aspects of my life family um you know these days i don't have time for you know my to talk or communicate much with my outside family other than my you know my wife uh, making time for them and i think uh finding different ways to cope helps and that's kind of your your background your identity and when things like this happen and uncertainty and and we talk, we talk to, I talk to my student athletes a lot about it, is knowing that your roles have changed and you have sort of a confusion about which way to go in life. So I think understanding your strengths and weaknesses um, will help in the long run uh, understanding yourself when it comes to dealing with difficult times like this.
0: You know, that's so important. And I think that um, when we do that self-assessment, it's so easy to get caught up on our weaknesses. Like we have to fix them. That's
3: right.
0: But, you know, sometimes it's kind of like, you know, I'm five foot three. So I'm always going to need a step stool. <laughs> <Sure. laughs> you know, like. Sure. And I can be frustrated about that or I can. And I can like do stretches and try to, you know, whatever, but, or I can just get a step stool, right? Yeah. And except that I have a lot of strength, you know, um, mm-hmm. as strong as an ox, but five foot three. So, mm-hmm. <laughs> so, you know, I, I think that I, I say that in jest because I think it's so easy to get bogged down in focusing on, I've got to, fix the things that aren't going well. Right. And instead of okay, here are my strengths and let's play to that, right? Absolutely. Um and you know, you have quite a quite a personal kind of story there with um perseverance and the resilience yes. that you're talking about. Sure. Absolutely.
3: And,
0: um, so you want to share a little bit just of an overview. Well, you?
3: absolutely. I, I um, <clears throat> usually typically start off growing up um, and, I, and I guess in a way I love talking about adversity because I've dealt with it on, on so many levels uh, in my life and which is one of the reasons why I, I felt like I was built for this profession. Didn't realize it then but it's always been a part of me so growing up I just had a uh, great loving family, grew up uh, with just my mom, my dad, he's always was around, but he was, my parents divorced when I was really young. So my grandfather, he took on that role as uh, my father and my great grandmother was another mother to me. And and I have two great sisters as well. And I think that uh, everything was great until academically uh, had some struggles, you know, beginning fourth grade, fifth and sixth. And I felt really misunderstood regarding um, why I didn't have the aptitude to, to learn and make good grades, as my sisters did. I, I was never wanting to study, and you know, I, I feared failing and, and being embarrassed because I got a, you know, a lot of that. But my mom, she's, she's you know strong mommy she is, wonderful, wonderful person that she is. She's a social worker, and my great grandmother owned a grocery store in the neighborhood. My grandpa, he was a director of community action. So he provided poor neighborhoods with, you know, food, commodities, and so we just loved people. And um, I eventually got better in something and it was basketball. And it was finally something you know, I was good at. And so I my inspiration was was back in the day Chris Jackson, back moved up the road, played basketball at LSU. And he was the one who told me, "Hey man, you can really do this and watching him just inspired me and i was way better in sport than academics of course i get to high school and i had a coach who was like a kind of of cut from the bobby knight era kind of thing so he was he was a real tough coach um he talked more about life lessons than basketball kind of thing so eventually um I was, I was average. I was okay in high school with basketball, but I wanted to do better. So I decided to go to the basketball camp, uh, LSU with Dale Brown. And I felt that that would get me on another level to where I could, uh, be competitive, you know, coming up on my junior, senior year. And, uh, coach Brown actually gave me some compliments there. And, you know, of course, now I'm all, I'm already placing myself in the NBA because it came from Dale Brown and it must be real, you know? Mm. And so my senior year didn't turn out as, as good as I wanted to with playing time. And I did not cope well with it. End up having a 2.1 GPA overall in, in high school. And then I took the ACT twice and the highest I can get was a 14.
0: Mm.
3: So I did have some skills with me, I debated quitting and, and not wanting to be a part of it. Coach recognized me and he would send people to talk to me and I just, you know, he always had this thing about if you quit now in life, you know, you quit on everything else later. And that always would stick in my head and I decided not to quit and at the end of the year I ended up getting the coach's award when everybody wants the MVP or the defensive player the you are, but he, he gave me the coach's award, which was like the, the guy, the blue guy, the guy that sticks around and do all the hard stuff. Mm. Um, and I only got one offer for basketball, and that was at Northwestern State. Um, and because because of my GPA, because of my ACT score, I went and tried it out, and um, they said to come back next year. Mm -hmm. And I'm crushed and that's really my first experience with adversity. And I started losing love for for playing basketball and I was coping the wrong ways. Grades went down. I only just played video games Mm -hmm. and um, me being my cocky self and an All-American in my head, I said, I'll just transfer to LSU, play basketball there. But I got once again denied because I didn't have the transfer grades. But I remember the therapist or lady I was talking to helping me tap into my identity, things I like to do, things I used to like to do. And I had no clue she was a therapist, but I didn't find that out until years later. And I was like, oh my God, I was in a (laughs) therapist. You know, she was a licensed therapist and uh, she was very helpful and very beneficial. And it took me two years to get my GPA up to a 2.0. And finally I transferred, went to Southern University, um, took off there. I was out of my hometown of Alexandria, took off academically, and finally, like I said, got my got my grades up to, to maybe a
0: 2.9.
3: And the GRE scores wasn't as strong as I wanted them to be. But they gave you and you know they gave me the confidence to apply for any school and just kind of sell myself. A lot of them knew my story. A lot of them knew where I came from. But it was just basically selling myself to to these programs because I can I can do it. I'm capable of it. I just need a shot. And that's what kind of goes into that letter, mm-hmm. <laughs> that post that I, I I sent.
0: Wow. You know, I, can I can I point out something that um, mm-hmm. really strikes me about your story, which I appreciate so much you sharing that because, you know, my my is that the end of that um, is you get into which to Nichols State, right? Right.
3: Mm-hmm.
0: And um, there's the graduate program, and now you are working at LSU as a counseling um, you know counselor in their sports psychology department, which is awesome. Right. So. When we have setbacks, it challenges our identity. That's right. And we have a choice at that point to use this information to kind of redefine us and, and let it say something about us, right? So, Absolutely. Mm-hmm. You know, your, um, your, your at, athletic story, for example, <laughs> I know that you you, just as well as I do, sit with so many athletes that are really confused and hurting because they cannot break into the starting eleven, right? Right. And, um, or five, or whatever it is. And they want it to, like, they take it on to say something about them as opposed to something about their skills or what they're doing, right? Absolutely. Mm -hmm. And it's devastating, but... Bruce, I don't know, like, how is it, because academically, when you struggle at such a young age, there's something happening in our field that, and this gets into kind of a professional realm that that I won't won't talk a lot about, but we have so few um, professionals in counseling and psychology that are of color whether that's black or Hispanic, like there's just so few of them. And a right. lot of it is that they don't see themselves in that role because there's not a lot of them. So it's this ongoing difficult right. thing. But then also for somebody at such a young age to struggle academically, but yet you persisted and eventually right. to where you saw yourself in college. And I think that's something that so many struggle with like not seeing themselves in college or not seeing themselves in graduate school not seeing themselves as a professional what was it that kept you in that fight?
3: You know you, you bring up some some really uh, good points about uh, people of color in, in this in the mental health field mm-hmm. and I always probably been uh, questioned growing up well as a black male coming up, you know, psychology, what do you want to go into that for? Right. Um, and, and even before then, um, uh, talking about mental health, you, number one or number two, um, responses, you're here, a couple of responses you hear is, is I'm not, is that you're not weak, you know, mm-hmm. and, and, and you're definitely not crazy. And that, that was something that I guess I ended up um, embracing. That hey, you need help sometimes,
0: mm-hmm.
3: and I'm, I come from a helping background. I come from you know loving people and, and being inspiring others because I had so much of it done for me. And you know when it comes to uh, when it comes to there's a metaphor I, I, I saw about a, you know a bridge taking on heavier loads and. You know, would there be a case for ever reinforcing it? You know, and and it, and of course you would say yes. And and, and you know, is it the bridge's fault because it needs reinforcing? And of course you, you know, the answer is no, because you know the loads have increased. And so I I think back to just everything that you know, individuals go through, student athletes experience with training and with, with the work and time that they put in. Maybe some pressure from families, for some coaches. their loads have increased so exponentially. And so I think them getting reaching out and, and getting getting reinforced as that I'm trying to use that bridge metaphor just now, but I think it's very helpful. and I think that you, you know people think, oh well, I'm not crazy. Well, um, I just don't think people realize how, how happier they'll be. You know once they get something off and start talking with individuals because i get it no, nobody wants to go to therapy and it's just one of those things but also nobody wants panic attacks <laughs> you right. know so it's, it's like which which one of the, uh, the lesser you know which one do you want uh, the lesser two evils so right. that gives individuals a, a, i think a shot to to at least break that stigma mm-hmm. And, and reaching
0: out and giving the help they, they need. It's, it's remarkable. And I, I think, you know, it's one of the analogies that struck me while you were um, while you were talking was that, you know, so I played soccer. And, um, mm-hmm. you know, I, for a while I was a midfielder. Gosh, that was a lot of running. But if I got the ball, um, I looked to the goal, right? And I want right. to dribble and um, beat defenders and take a shot on goal. Right. But at some point when I'm challenged, I have a choice of passing it off to give me a better chance for my sure. team to get a goal. Mm-hmm. So does that make me less of a player because I was only the assistant or, or I got help getting right. getting there, you know? And, and you I, know I'm it am not, right? So yeah. I, I think that what, what I'm so struck by with your story is that we have challenges and this fall there's going to be a lot of them and uh, you know so many of them are outside of our control and, and maybe more global rather than personal but um just taking taking in like how are you seeing yourself in this are you seeing it as a temporary minor setback or are you allowing it to change how
3: you see your path? It's a really good question. You know, I um, you can find you can always find uh, two of the same person, same situations. For instance, you can have a situation, or as an athlete, where you can go through a setback, whether it's an injury. Um, losing someone in your family and and, or um, just, you know, ineligible some kind of way and and use that situation and and never take a chance and go and try to seek your dreams and go for it again. Or you can have that same individual with the same circumstances that can keep going. Mm. And it's kind of like what you're saying, you know, which you have a choice. Um, And I just gave you a situation of two same circumstances of two different people that could go either way. And I think that, um, I think going forward is the way I think that um, for myself, it's just still taking advantage of, as I, as I said with my post, just taking advantage of just what you see as just a limitation.
0: Mm-hmm.
3: And I did not know I would be basically at my dream job. And it was all about taking risks and taking a shot to keep going forward. And so any, any take advantage of any situation you see and I think that because our emotions drive you know our actions, I think that um, you know, if we look at certain situations and we place a certain value on it, that as that, you know that's not a good situation or that's not great or I, I can't get anything out of that. I think if we have that fixed mindset on just you know being negative about certain things mm-hmm. I think that'll limit us in a lot of ways and, and I had plenty of times where I myself I, I doubted this and was negative about that and I had you know I could do better than nickel state where things I had no control over like you said proved me wrong <laughs> like no you you are going and nothing's wrong with nickel state it was great university but I you know i in my head, you know, I'm bigger universities um, and I should have known early on that this, this is what you're, this is what you're limited with mm-hmm. and this is what you have. This is, this is the, what you've been dealt and hearing no was, was, you know, was hard for me mm-hmm. I that taking advantage of any opportunity that, that you, you have is key. So here's
0: the thing, hearing no is hard. Oh, my gosh. Yes. And, you know, there's a lot of times when I think we hold ourselves back from opportunity because we're afraid of hearing no.
3: Absolutely.
0: And when you can have the courage to pursue relentlessly, regardless of whether or not there's a big no in the possible, you know, four of outcomes. Right. Then we open up a lot of different doors. I think... There are times in my life where I have gone for it and that no has directed me to something way cooler. You're right. You know, and and it's it's funny because my you know, I, I think that I had a great imagination, but when I'm really faced with it, it's <laughs> like, Well, I hadn't imagined that. That's pretty cool, right? <laughs> sure. And and it's not it's not to be like, oh, I heard a no, this is exciting. It's hard. You have to deal with that yeah. and say, okay, how am I gonna respond? And, man, uh, circling back to one of the first things you said that is so powerful is knowing your why. Because, right. listen, this fall, um, you and I in the in the SEC, we're hoping to play 10 games with each other, mm-hmm. right? right? But there are a lot, I and mean, we don't know, we don't know how that's gonna play out, but there are a lot of people that are sitting without a season. There are a lot of people that are sitting with yeah. just not sure, should they opt out? Should they, you know, is it gonna be the same? As, you know, what about championship opportunities? All of that, right? And, right. and so when, when your why is because you want to play and you want to win yes that is a really really important i want to play i want to win like in everything Mm -hmm. that i do and yet i have to be driven by something bigger because there's not always the opportunity and that's about to face a lot of us correct yeah
3: absolutely i think that with um you're so right i think with the uh, fear of the unknown, I think you know that's another thing. But I think that tapping in uh, to other resources—that's why I believe uh, talking with individuals who are non-judgmental, who can hear you out and possibly give some suggestions—I think it's it's so critical because sure, everybody wants to go to win. Everybody wants to have these these lofty uh, ideas of winning championships. And I think once you tap into to why. I, feel like i've been hearing from a lot of students where they they love the the camaraderie they have mm. alone, just being with the guys in the locker room or just you know being with you know I, I, my, my girls my teammates on on the soccer field um just being social with with each other going through it together and connections they'll have lifelong connections they'll have and if you I think if you tap into that kind of mindset that. I believe that other other things will work itself
0: out. Absolutely, and that you know that is so important. So when you go through something difficult together, it is a bonding agent that is unreal. And being able to go through this experience and share really what's going on, tie together, share separation, which is different from complaining, but like really, yeah. Share what your experience is and share that you're not in it alone. Man, these teams from this year, this is a flag sport site 101 opinion, um, are going to be, there's going to be chemistry on the field in fall of 2021 that we haven't seen before. That's Why what not. I think. So, that's my suggestion. Yes. <laughs> so, um, so we talk about so many practical things. Um, today, Bruce and your story is so inspirational in terms of resilience and and just it makes me think of um, finding stories. Can you see that many Yes. So so great. Like just keep swimming. You know, and right all these obstacles and all these challenges just keep swimming. and and you know, it, it, it's cool because in that movie, like, Julie really can't remember anything, right? Right. And, and <laughs> but, but she still, like, she still sees herself as completing the mission. Yes. Even given what is a pretty debilitating disability. Yeah. Absolutely.
3: Mm-hmm. <laughs> right. <laughs>
0: yeah. So, um, so I guess to circle back, like, being able to know what your why is um what drives you beyond you know when there's not the opportunity to say compete and win and all that Mm -hmm. what drives you um and then i heard a lot of like being able to use your imagination um even when maybe circumstances or outcomes are trying to tell you something different Mm -hmm. to continue to pursue and when you hear a no or there's a big door shut look for what's open
3: right
0: even if it's a cat cat right but
3: well, what's open
0: right 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 like ooh, there's a there's a doggy door i can crawl through like yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um but sometimes there's a you know to, to continue to play on that analogy sometimes there's a big wide open door that just doesn't look pretty to us that you don't know what's on the other side. That's it. Yeah. Take a risk. Take a risk. And um, man, the strength that you have because you have gone through so much and persevered, it's like you've been working out some pretty intense things to help this whole time.
3: <laughs> Correct.
0: And I just love that.
3: I'm, I'm glad to hear that I it's um refreshing to to um for me and, and my profession and then to tap in with individuals like yourself um willing to get this kind of stuff out and um be able to to put a voice to, to other people's circumstances as well whatever it is whether you know whatever sport you're trying to go professional in or career after sport um because it doesn't look as pretty as you know being on TV, playing on national TV. Maybe it's a, another route, another road that you. If you tap into your why, um, being, being co- get, getting coaches Award
0: uh, yeah.
3: at such a young age, it was it wasn't the thing you wanted, and I wanted, but I used that as something I can use in my profession later on in life, and that's what I got out of therapy. Uh, she got my background, she got my information and it was using that to continue to be that glue guy or to continue to be that connector uh, of resources, ideas, you know thoughts and and that's that's I've always been that type of individual mm-hmm. and knowing that sport won't last forever um, it was something else I had to get connected to and that, and that's what it was mm-hmm. so I, I really think. My coach, and I really think all the, the denials I, I've, I've gotten, you know, over mm-hmm. time because it helps me with individuals who, who heard no for the first time, yeah. you know, and then uh coping well with it.
0: I love that. Thank you to everyone that said no, I love it, right? Mm-hmm. You know, I uh, something you said resonated too, but I just want to throw in there as kind of a, a lanyard, I know that word. But, uh, yeah, extra. extra. <laughs> but um, you know, I got uh I got the Panther Award in high school, uh during one basketball season, again, five foot three. Um okay. and yeah, and that was the coach's award. It was the, the kind of the, the person that did all the work that that kind of was the um you know, motor um behind everybody else's flashiness and yeah. <laughs>
3: That's awesome,
0: we share that. <laughs> yeah, and and I was, like, I was disappointed because I wanted, you know, some flashier award. Sure. But that is the one award that speaks to who we are rather than what we do. Right. And so when somebody gives you something, whether it's a compliment or a, you know, little encouragement card or an award to notice is this about who i am or what i do and really cherish the ones that are about the uh... so true mm-hmm.
3: so yes, bad we share
0: that Me <laughs> too. Awesome. yeah Bruce, this has been so helpful and inspirational to be honest if there's um a question or a comment that people have is there a way that they can reach out uh, and connect with you
3: absolutely if you go to um our, I'm on Twitter under my name and also if you go to our um, website at LSU uh, Athletics, um, you type my name, my, my contact information is, is on there. But um, of course, I'm, I'm on social media as well, um, Instagram, you know, Twitter, or wherever. So any questions or anything you had uh, regarding anything, any direction, if you're especially in my area, you know, feel free to reach out.
0: We call Bruce the GGS. That's it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. thank you so much for your time. This has been great to connect and talk, and uh, I could just appreciate you and your story.
3: I appreciate the invite, and, and hopefully, we'll get to see each other, meet each other soon at some point. I've, I've seen you on Zoom calls, but I think that uh, we're past due, probably for SP, uh, sports site, SEC sports site group, you know, meeting.
0: Absolutely. In person. In person. In person.
3: Right.
0: All right, Bruce. Well, take care and uh, good luck with the semester, except for that last game.
3: That's right. <laughs> you too. Good luck. Have a good year.
2: Again, a big thank you to Bruce Buggs, Licensed Professional Counselor at LSU, and also to our producer, Graham Doty. If you're struggling at this time, please reach out to a licensed mental health professional in your area. Also, we want to hear from you about topics that you want to hear discussed on United. Reach out and uh, let us know what would be helpful for you and your fellow athletes to hear about. You can reach us at info at holinskyshope.org. Don't forget, share this podcast with anyone you believe would be helped by it. Subscribe to it, rate it, and review it because it helps other athletes find the podcast. If you'd like to know more about Holinsky's Hope, including how to donate to help With all that they're doing to support student-athlete mental health and reduce the stigma that surrounds mental illness, please visit www.holinskyshope.org. Please take care of yourself, please take care of others, and always have hope.